0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour, hosted by Gretchen Garrity. Yours truly, I feel like I always say yours truly. Every week, it's always me, people. Sometimes I have guests, right? I'll have, like, usually my personal friends and family on here, um, you guys know I just keep it really casual light-hearted fun So that's why I always just like incorporating people in my personal life And I feel like this podcast is kind of an extension of my vlogs and just my life. So Yeah, I don't know why I just thought about that but if you didn't realize that's what was Happening with my podcast episodes and guests and stuff. That's like usually what it's like. So if you're new there's the gist everyone but basically this week we are we are i am coming to you live i guess it's not live like i'm recording and then this is gonna go up after but you know what i mean right now i'm recording in pennsylvania at my lake house and yeah we're gonna get into that that's like half of this episode but i have just found such an appreciation for this place as i've grown up it's so quaint and in nature I should honestly disclaimer you might be able to hear birds chirping outside because we're just like in the middle of a forest in the middle of nowhere There's like a cow field out front. I'm literally recording in my bathing suit right now Lake life, right? Um, It's just so relaxing you guys and like this morning I did yoga outside on the porch and it just feels so right. Like, my soul is just so happy here. And it's sad because I think about growing up and how I was such like a city girl and go, go, go. And this place wasn't really fast-paced enough for me. But again, as I've kind of grown up, it's like, I don't know. Because my life is so go, 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 I love coming here to unplug and kind of like be one with nature if that's like deep. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you guys have places that are so nostalgic and like meaningful to you and your family? Because that's definitely this place for me and my family. But yeah, we're going to get into all of that because I just wanted this episode to be about... Obviously guys, we had to talk about brody. Did you think we weren't going to talk about brody? I wanted to talk about just life so far with brody because you guys know I just got a golden retriever puppy It's been like a week and a half now almost two weeks that we've had him Which is crazy because I feel like we picked him up yesterday, but I also feel like I've known him his whole life or like I know him so well and he's been around for so long Like I literally forget what it was like before I had a dog I know that sounds dumb because i've had him for a week and a half But like he's actually changed my life So I just wanted to talk about that and also being at my lake house and just more about it Because I don't know if i've talked about it enough. I know you guys maybe got a little taste of uh talking about my lake house here in pennsylvania when my mom was on the pod because I think we just talked about our lake house a bit in there and like our family and, you know, family members, family dynamic kind of thing. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. I guess the last, like, disclaimer is if you're listening to this and your initial reaction, like, gut reaction is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she's traveling or, you know, like, travel to her lake house kind of thing. I guess my disclaimer, I talked about that in the beginning of my vlog that I am filming while I'm here but oh gosh, I hope you can't hear Teddy barking either. I hear him barking, but um, I want you to know that like this lake house in Pennsylvania is literally in the middle of nowhere. We don't interact with seriously anyone else ever. Like the closest grocery store or Starbucks is like a half an hour away. Okay. And it was sitting here empty. So like, Although you could say we, I wouldn't call this traveling. I would say we like got in our car and moved to a different destination where we're just staying. So I wouldn't say that we're really like interacting with other people or, you know, contributing to the spread of coronavirus because I know we're living in a pandemic. I don't want anyone to be upset with me. I know people will be upset with me in my vlogs, but like we're just doing the best we can. It's like, again, my same little circle, me, Max, my mom type of thing, Brody, Teddy, you know what I mean? So it's okay we're good like yeah this house was empty so we just came here yeah not with anyone else cool okay just wanted to say that and yeah I wasn't even planning on saying that but I just didn't want you guys to be like oh she's traveling and not taking it seriously like no we are just know that so uh yeah also there's no I'll get into this but there's no Wi-Fi here so this episode this week is going to go up on my hotspot it's been working really good so far I can like stream like little yoga classes that I do on the porch like I said this morning um and have been like going on the internet through the hospital my phone so I hope I don't have any issues uploading watch I'm like saying this and this episode is gonna go like (laughs) next week or like Monday or something because I can't get it up so yeah I hope that works out I'm pretty sure it will though I hope it's not like too difficult and yeah, the birds are chirping. The vibes are good. This week's episode is going to be fun. Max is probably fishing. Can I give you a little quick story time of yesterday morning? Okay, so Max really likes fishing, has been having fun here fishing. But, like, that we're on, like, I don't even know how to describe this place, you guys. It's just so old school. Like, I guess that's how you could describe it. This lake is super tiny. You can swim across and back in, like, maybe 20 minutes. I don't know. And there's no... Motor boats allowed. I think there's some like kind of pontoon boats, but they're like electric. Yeah, there's definitely no motor boats allowed. Um, it's, I would say people that live here year round are definitely older, like retired. Like it's just very quiet and peaceful. And anything that kind of disrupts that, people get really upset about. So yeah, just setting the scene. Um, I don't know why I, I just said that because I was just thinking of Mash, Max going out on a boat. Anyway, so he's been going out in our canoe, fishing, having fun. He never keeps them or we don't need them, anything like that. He just catches them for fun and sets them free. But yesterday morning, he went out on the canoe. He went up, got up like bright and early. So usually I would say in the morning and evening the lake is so still. Like it literally looks like glass and it's just so peaceful and so nice and not windy or anything like that. I'm foreshadowing. So he goes out in the canoe and it's so calm and he literally paddles to maybe the farthest part of the lake. Like he's going all around. He's literally at the opposite end and the wind starts picking up and he's like, oh, like I should probably head back. And so, he starts trying to come back, but it's only him in the canoe. Like, it's only one person paddling. And he's like, I was paddling and staying in the same place. (laughs) Like, I knew I was just stranded and I had no hope. And so, thank goodness he had his phone or I don't know. That would have just been bad. And so, he FaceTimes me. He's like, "Uh, Gretchen, I'm sort of in a situation. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, man. So... I was like, all right, you can walk up, you can walk back like along the lake, like no big deal. You could have a fun hike, you know, see you in 20 minutes. And he was like, no, I didn't, I don't have any shoes with me. Like he didn't have shoes because he was in the boat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you were going to like cut your foot open, like trekking back through the woods. <laughs> if you try to come back to the cottage, you probably lost. You probably don't even know which way to go. I'm like, stay where you are. I'm going to come rescue you. So I had to go find him and he had to leave the canoe at um, a dock of, one of the people's houses, Cottage on her. like, luckily we know them. We tried calling them to be like, hey, like, this happened, the canoe, we just had to leave at your dock. But I think they're out of town this weekend anyway. So that was just really funny yesterday. I thought I could start this off with a funny story, but... I rescued him. We have to go get the canoe today because it was so windy yesterday. And yeah, Max probably will just be fishing from the dock from now on or only going out in the canoe when it's really, really still. So yeah, I just thought that was funny. But you guys know I always talk about what I'm happy about and like a fun little quote or idea or anything like that. So what I'm happy about this week, I'm sure you can't guess. I'm sure you're going to all be shocked but I'm just so happy to have my puppy be with me and Max well our puppy and be here at my lake house because like I started to kind of mention this place is just like so special and sentimental and I love it here so much and it's such a good place for dogs like out in nature like dogs just love it here they can just run through the woods and swim in the lake and play with each other and like I don't know it's such a good place for dogs so Teddy and Brody are definitely bonding you guys they're playing a lot more now I feel like Teddy at first was like this little puppy is not for me he's taking all the attention like wasn't about it at first but now they're playing a lot more and I feel like Brody just looks up to him so much he follows him around and I feel like likes Teddy so much more than Teddy likes Brody but yeah so I'm just so happy that we can all be here together and be with our puppies and good vibes good times you know so that brings me to my happy I guess idea I wasn't trying to like find a quote about this because this is just kind of an idea or like a value instilled in my mind and this would probably make a lot of sense to you again if you listen to that episode with my mom because at the I think towards the end of the podcast I asked her what was the best lesson that you taught Lucy and I and she said a couple things she was like you know love of animals I think is super big in our family definitely and she was like just how important family is and like family above everything so I have that down in my notes here family above everything because I guess maybe it's I don't know different for your situation or your family or however it is I know you know things can happen with family dynamics or relationship stuff like that but I think at the end of the day say you don't I don't know because I just don't want to offend anyone I know it can be, get tough with family situations sometimes. But maybe if it's not your whole family, maybe it's just a member of your family that you're really close to or whatever it is. Luckily for me, I think most of our family gets along pretty well. Um, you know, there's always tense family situations and times. But I think at the end of the day, at least in my family how it is, like you know that family is always going to be there for you. And uh, it's just like so great to be with my mom and my sister again. And, yeah, I don't know. This place even more just, like, instills the family dynamic importance in me and for all of us because you can't be distracted. I was going to say distracted. You can't be distracted by TVs or Internet or, you know, that type of stuff. Like, you just spend so much quality time with one another. That's really what it comes down to. Like, this place, it, like, allows for so much quality time to be spent and playing cards or um playing board games like i'll get into all of that or cooking or just chatting on the back porch and it's so nice so yeah that's kind of my um just happy idea this week and maybe it will remind you how important families but i also think that's kind of a a nice silver lining of you know the pandemic that we're living through is although how horrible it is you guys know how i am like even in the darkest situations not to bring up my dad passing away last year because I'll probably cry, but I – and, you know, in, like, situations like that, other pandemic, it's like, all right, this is just really bad. It is detrimental. It is killing so many people, and it's so awful, and it's so heartbreaking. And in the situation of losing my dad, it's like – in the pandemic, it's like how – is there a silver lining to this? Like, how? And sometimes you're like, okay, there's not. Sometimes, for lack of a better phrase, shit just happens. And I remember talking with a pastor after my dad passed away. And I think he literally said something. Like that. He probably didn't say shit just happens. But he was like, sometimes things don't happen for a reason or don't have a silver lining. Like, things just happen and the world has to go on, like, kind of thing. I don't want to be like butchering what I'm saying here, but I don't know if you guys kind of understand what I'm saying. But the type of person I am is to like force myself to find silver linings. So with my dad passing away, it was, okay, I rephrase it in my head. Although I lost my dad at 22 and lost him way younger than I ever could imagine. He was my best friend, my everything, like Lerda taught me everything. Wow, now we're like talking about this again. But I rephrase it as I got to have the best dad for the first 22 years of my life some people never meet their dad some people lose their dad at a way younger age some people have you know a really bad relationship or no relationship with their father I am so lucky for that and I'm so lucky silver lining is how close I am with my family we can all lean on one another and grieve together like things like that so I guess I'm drawing parallels here but in my mind in the case of the pandemic a silver lining you could maybe find or maybe it doesn't apply to you however I guess for me and my family does, the silver lining would be just people being home more and being around one another um, for just family time and that quality time that you don't get as much when everyone's at their nine to five jobs and not home together. So yeah, I don't know why I just started thinking about that, but family over everything, people they'll always be there for you. And I don't know, I'm sure there's so many quotes about that, but that's just how it is. I guess in my family in my mind, I just don't want to offend anyone. You guys know how I am I'm, never trying to offend anyone if it's like different in your family Um, I obviously don't know your situation. So Yeah, I just in my case and I would say and maybe that applies to a lot of people All right now to get into life so far with brody So it's so interesting you guys because last week's episode was all about brody You guys know my golden shaver if you miss that episode, I would definitely recommend listening to last week's episode because then Max and I basically just talked about our whole journey, wanting a golden retriever, trying to adopt and rescue for literally a year, coming up with nothing, eventually going with an ethical breeder, um, just our whole process. So I would definitely recommend listening to that because you hear way more in depth everything that's going on and maybe you could see where I'm coming from instead of, you know, initially, again, like having your gut reaction of being angry or upset with me or yelling at me, adopt, don't shop, when you don't really know the situation. So I'm really happy I was able to kind of discuss and have that whole conversation with everyone because like you know, and like I just feel so grateful that I have this platform, like this podcast that I can, you know, long form talk for an hour because I feel like it's so hard. Um, like really like personal, you know, decisions in your life to talk about on YouTube sometimes are just so easy for people to quickly judge. So yeah, I just feel very lucky that I was able to talk about that and I think and made everyone understand where I was coming from a lot more. Um, anyway enough about that that was last week's episode, but it's funny because We recorded it the day before we got him So we were talking about you know The journey up to getting him and what we thought it would be like But we didn't really know yet because we were picking him up the next day And I was saying in the episode how it was like christmas eve. So Now that i've had him for like a week and a half i'm like, okay he, I, He's here, you know, I actually have him now and I can tell you guys Just how life has been How he's changed my life. I know some of you are probably like rolling your eyes. Like, Gretchen, come on. It's been a week and a half. But seriously, like, he seriously has. I know it. And I know that he will continue to. So, basically... Life has been good. It's been great. I love him so much. He literally is my little bundle of joy, you guys. Max and I wake up in the morning like we spring out of bed. We're just so excited to see him. We like hate the fact that he can't sleep with us and sleeps in the crate, but that's just a personal decision we made for him to crate train him. We just think that's best. And, you know, read a lot about it and people have their different opinions and ideas about where puppies should sleep or if you should crate train them or not, but we just thought it would be best because it becomes their little you know home their den their safe space especially if you ever have to leave or leave them at home and if they're not really like house trained or potty trained yet you know they'll be safe in there and they won't get into anything that will harm them or if they're ever left with someone else you know for a day or a night or weekend and they can sleep in there i don't know i just thought it made a lot of sense for a lot of reasons but basically we get so sad when he has to go in there because I'm like looking at his crate right now in our bedroom like smiling because we just always want to be with him obviously and he like sleeps in there and I feel like I wake up so much and I just check on him and see how he's doing and you know want to take him out and play with him but I actually read a comment on my last vlog that was like Gretchen when he's sleeping you need to let him sleep kind of undisrupted like you're gonna mess up his growth or his I don't know his now I'm messing it up his not production his why can't I think of the word his growth his progression as a puppy into an adult if you keep waking up when he sleeps like they're like they sleep so much because they're growing at such a fast rate like they need to which it makes a lot of sense so yeah I'm trying to keep my hands off of him a little more when he's sleeping but I always just want to cuddle with him and pet him and he is just the best puppy he's so loving he's so sweet our breeder I just feel like Went with for so many reasons, obviously, like ethical. Um, in Maine, we knew a lot of dogs that, um, like Max's family friends had from the breeder, had such good experiences. And they're like, These dogs are so calm, they're such good tempered dogs, are good, have a good, yeah, temperament, I guess is the word. Um, like personality, they're just so sweet, and yeah, that's like exactly how he is. It's honestly not even been as hard. As I thought because he's just a sweet angel puppy like everyone that meets him is just like oh my gosh He's so good. Like we've never met a puppy this, you know nice and good And I I keep waiting for the energy to come in him to get really crazy and he does have times of Like spurts of energy and he's running around and barking and biting and definitely the teething is kind of ramping up because I know he's teething It hurts his gums and so they want to bite and chew on everything So we're just like really careful with that and adamant on giving him his toys to chew on so that he's not chewing anything that won't be good for him or chewing up our shoes or anything like that so yeah I feel like I'm <laughs> talking like about so much right now but he's been amazing you guys we just love him so much I think what I was saying is Max and I what I first started saying like spring out of bed in the morning because we can't wait to be with him and it, it, it seriously is like Christmas morning every morning we open the crate and it's just Like, he brings us so much joy. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'm smiling ear to ear right now. And he comes. I could cry. (laughs) I'm, like, crazy over here. I'm just so emotional because he means so much to me. And he comes out of the crate. He wanders out. And he's all sleepy. And we pick him up. And he smells like a sleepy little puppy. Oh, my gosh. He has a puppy smell. He smells so good. And he's just such a sweetheart. He's such an angel. He's already so attached to Max and I, which I, like, love. But obviously I want him to be independent and stuff. We have noticed, though, that especially in the week and a half that we have had him, his independence has grown a lot. Like, he will be more okay, like, in the next room where we can see him farther away from us, chewing on a toy, hanging out by himself, laying down farther away from us where before we felt like he always had to be right next to us touching us kind of thing like he was even more attached so don't worry it's not like we're only letting him be with us and he's gonna be like codependent or anything like that but I know that uh I mean all dogs you know bond with their owners so much and just like protect them and love them so much and it's just like so amazing to finally have a dog that's all hours on our own like i've never had my own dog i've you know always had dogs but they're like my parents dogs like family dogs so having your own dog after that is just like an even better experience i don't know how to describe it and it's not easy i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it's not like so easy and all butterflies and rainbows like there's obviously difficult parts crate training is really difficult um actually i wouldn't even say really difficult i would say it's difficult i would say it's challenging but you can do it you just have to be really persistent consistent oh, I'm having deja vu. I feel like I said that in a vlog, but I thought that he would just cry through the first night no matter what And max slept next to his crate like out front of it on the ground And he slept so much more peacefully that way. It was way less anxious less whiny and barking and he still we kind of have to like console him to sleep every time we put him in there Because he'll get all stressed and anxious, but I think it's definitely less than it used to be like he's getting more used to it and I know that although he hates going in, there in the beginning he'll appreciate it one day having his home face his little den and there's been a couple times where we try to leave the door open so if we're you know in the bedroom where he can go in and out like he can feel like it's a safe place that he can just nap in and sometimes he'll wander in and nap in there and we're like oh my gosh this is like the most rewarding thing like the best thing we know that it's working because he just loves it in there well not when we first put him in there and he wants to be out with us but he eventually you know warms up to it and sleeps so well in there and we'll give him treats in there to reinforce him being in his crate and everything like that I feel like I've just been talking about Great training so much. Interrupting in here super quick, you guys, to tell you about Daily Harvest. So if you didn't know, I would say I'm pretty health conscious. I'm always just trying to be mindful of what I eat, even my quickest meals. So that is why I love Daily Harvest so much. They deliver food you want to eat but don't have the time to make right to your door. I love getting the grain bowls the smoothies and the soups my favorite of all time definitely have to be the mint and cacao smoothie if you guys remember that is like my number one it tastes so good and the butternut squash soup they are literally so yummy I love that daily harvest makes it easy to eat more fruits and vegetables with their thoughtfully sourced chef crafted foods that can be prepared in five minutes or less and usually I feel like for me it only takes like two or three minutes I'm pretty quick they work directly with farms to harvest organic fruits and vegetables at their peak and freeze them within 24 hours to lock in their nutrients. So everything stays fresh until you're ready to enjoy it, and you can choose from over 65 options of smoothies, hearty soups, harvest bowls, and overnight oats each recipe takes one step to prepare with room to make it your own. You can add your favorite milk to blend up a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl to top it with an avocado or a fried egg. And I feel like I always personally love adding a little avocado. If you guys haven't tried out Daily Harvest before, you totally should. So you can go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code HAPPYHOUR to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code HAPPYHOUR for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. And now let's get back into the episode. Let's talk about how he's changed my life, okay? (laughs) I just feel like I am so present with him I mean you really have to be because a tiny little puppy I can't even believe that he's nine weeks now I cried when he was nine weeks because I wanted him to be eight weeks forever but an eight week nine week old puppy they're so little they have to go to the bathroom so much they have a tiny stomach a tiny bladder you know they can get into things that aren't good for them so easily like you always have to be watching them so yeah, I'm so present because I'm always having an eye on him or, um, just anything that I'm doing, like recording this podcast, for example, or like posting a YouTube video, editing a video. I just have to be so purposeful when I'm doing things like planning it when he's napping or when Max is with him. I was going to say taking him on a walk, trying to take him on a walk. He's still learning because he's such a little puppy, things like that. So, I think just being so intentional when I'm doing things, how I'm doing things, like, feels so nice and, like, really putting someone else before yourself because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know a time in my life that I've really had to do that before. I mean, that sounds really selfish. I'm sure there's times where I've put the interests of, like, my family members, my sister, a friend ahead of my own and done things for them and you should and, like, you know, serving your friends and family in your life can be one of the most like fulfilling purposeful things. So, I love doing that. I know Max and I have talked about like our love language. Now I'm just thinking about this, but um like our love languages or how you love that type of thing and like acts of service I feel like is up there for both of us because it's more than just like saying like I love you. You mean a lot to me, like to our friends, family, partners, whoever it is, but showing them by doing things for them is like I mean, I guess at least for us shows so much like when I this isn't gonna sound funny but for Max and I specifically when it's been a long day or I've had like a long night um and I'm editing a video late or you know putting up whatever late like if I'm working late kind of thing if I come to our bedroom and my pajamas are folded and he put out our toothbrush with our toothpaste like it just means so much and I'm like oh you're the best and there's like a big water bottle or big yeah my um flask and my nice and filled with ice water like all the little things I'm just like oh like you care so much and it means so much and I feel like we just do little things like that for each other like I will I know that sounds so funny set up our toothbrushes with our toothpaste or set out like flossers or like fold our towels like if um or fold our laundry that's what I was thinking of um Or, like, put away his clothes. I'm just thinking of all these little, like, acts of service things. So, how did I get sidetracked (laughs) talking about this? Putting someone else before yourself. So, obviously, having a dog, a puppy, uh, they just rely on you 100%. And I think I have those realizations where I'm like, whoa. And I think before getting a puppy, it really stressed me out. And I'd have moments of, like, am I really ready? Like, am I ready for this huge responsibility? Because it is. It's a huge responsibility. And am I ready to, yeah, just, like, devote... I mean, especially when they're puppies, like your whole day to taking care of them, um, feeding them, taking them out. Because you really have to take them out every like half an hour, hour, like when they're so little. Every time they play is a good time to take them out right after. When they eat, you take them out right after. When they wake up, you take them out right after. I forget where me and Max are reading. I think after our our veterinarian was telling us. He does this thing where it's called double dipping. And so now we do this with Brody. And maybe he just calls it double dipping. We double dip in the morning and in the evening. We take him out the second we wake up. Because he's obviously just been in the crate for maybe like three hours. He can hold it, you guys, for like three, four, even five hours now. Which we're so so shocked about in the crate. I think he just knocks out so well. He sleeps so well that um, he actually is going out way less in the night than he used to. Now it's like one or two times. And I would say in the beginning maybe like three or four Just because they're so tiny. But we double dip what I was saying. In the morning we take him out right away. And then we feed him and then we take him out again. Because he'll probably go again. Because they just say again at night. We feed him, take him out. And then right before bed take him out again. So yeah, that's kind of just what works for us. And I think just this time around. Knowing what raising a puppy, training a puppy is like. Because I've grown up with three puppies at three different times. I was just ready and fully had um realistic expectations of how much time it would take and I was like all right when we get Brody like my main thing during the day and like my you know my main thing that I'm going to be doing is taking care of him because it is like a full day job especially in the beginning and you know with Max and I splitting up the responsibilities it helps a ton and I know it would be a lot more challenging if I was on my own with him um but still it's just it's a lot it's exhausting but it is like so so worth it and I would say we split up the responsibilities but a lot of times we just do them together like if he's gonna go out potty like the other one of us wants to come because it's just like we don't want to miss a moment with him and yeah I could just get emotional he just means so much to me I just love him so much and I think just the anticipation of wanting a golden retriever puppy for over a year has made it just like so rewarding and worth it he's just such an angel and we love him so much and there's just like nothing better you guys when I'm holding him and he'll like put his chin up on my chest or my neck or just like nuzzle into me and I'm like you are gonna make your mama cry and I talked about it in a vlog where I showed it and someone commented there like I think that's like a golden retriever thing because my like four-year-old golden retriever will still do that and they're just like the best dogs. They're like so friendly and so cute and so sweet and cuddly and fluffy. And again, it's not always butterflies and rainbows. I don't want to have like give you guys realistic, unrealistic expectations because he will start biting us or scratching us or stuff like that. But you just have to be, you know, again, really like consistent with giving them their toys or he'll bark or whine in the crate. But, um, It's just, like, on us to console him, tell him we're right here, we love him, it's bedtime, that kind of thing, and he'll fall asleep, and, yeah, we've been working on training already, sit is a work in progress, he, like, pretty much knows his name, come is also a work in progress, things like that, I'm sure we would, you know, discuss or consider getting a trainer at some point just to work on really solidifying his skills, because I obviously want a dog that's really like obedient and trained just in every situation. I feel like that's just the best thing for them. And I feel like other people get really upset if people aren't doing a good enough job training their dog jo- training their dog. So we're trying and doing our best with that as well. Again, that's not easy. That can be difficult, but you just have to be really consistent. That's the thing. You guys consistency, really patient with them, really sweet with them. I'm sure you guys can tell, but Max and I are the most, like, loving, gentle people that we would never really, like, yell at him or, oh my gosh, like, I can't when people train their dogs, like, really aggressively or, like, hit them or anything like that. Oh my gosh, like, I literally have chills, like, I could never do anything like that. So I think we are, our mantra, our (laughs) way of training him is really, like, rewarding the good behavior and kind of ignoring or, like, turning away when he does something we we don't like because... They want your validation so much and your affection that if he's, like, biting us and we turn around, he'll, like, start to realize that that's not okay kind of thing. So, I don't know. That's kind of what we've been doing about that. I'm kind of, like, talking about everything here. But, yeah. I think Max and I have also had to had to have been – we've learned to be even better. I guess it's a good way of saying it. In the past week and a half, have learned to be even better with communication on – because it's more than just – Each other and our feelings and our relationship and our lives now. It's like this mutual love that we have for this little being and I think that was something that I was so excited about with max is like Fully just loving something like so much but equally Caring about it and loving it so much like that's so fun to share together in a relationship Um, and it has been I knew it would be it's been exactly that but Again, we just have to be better with communication on where he is, what he's doing, um, when he was last fed, if he needs to be fed, if he's hungry, if he needs to go out, when was his last potty break, everything like that. Like I said before, it really is a big responsibility. And I think another really, I think a challenging thing, but also rewarding, um, like a really nice, Result of having a puppy is getting on a schedule Because again, it makes me that much more intentional like okay I have this hour block where I can record this podcast kind of thing So it makes me a lot more efficient with him because I have more in my schedule I don't know about you guys, but i'm definitely the type of person that the more I have in my day Kind of um, how I can puzzle it all together makes me a lot more efficient Whereas if I have a lot of free time, I feel like I just kind of get Lazy and end up doing nothing. I don't know. So it's just been really good for me personally and yeah I kind of just wanted to talk about crate training which I did um potty training has also been not as difficult as I thought I'm literally knocking on wood right now because I hear when people say things like they can kind of regress and have really good um, improvements in the beginning with training and then kind of go back and resist it and not be good so again you just have to be really patient but Potty training hasn't been that bad. Again, we're just so good at taking him out so much. I think when Max and I were on the cape with his sister Chase, we were like, wow, like, he's so good. He barely has any potty accidents inside. And she's like, well, you take him out every half an hour. So I'm guessing that's why. So I think, you know, pat on our back. I think we're just really good at taking him out so much. And I said this in a vlog, but anytime he does pee inside, like, we're like, okay, that is our fault. Like, this is like a Max Gretchen accident, not a Brody accident because clearly we just were oh my gosh like we blinked and we just fed him 10 minutes ago and he peed inside and you know his bladder's full like he can't hold it and we just didn't we forgot to take him out because we just took him out before whatever anything like that so yeah potty training hasn't been too bad um I think in a vlog or a podcast I was like yeah it's only been number one so far woo like no number two he has a number two accents but they really haven't been that bad he's only a little puppy so yeah, I mean, that hasn't been as difficult as I thought, but again, that's something you just have to be really adamant on. We've been trying to bell train him to be completely honest and full honesty disclosure. I don't know if the bell training's working with him, you guys our dogs before have always been bell trained i don't know if my dad was just like a miracle worker with that and my mom of bell training them because teddy my great team before ozzy and our great team before lex were just so good with that like they would always hit the bell when they would have to go out and it was such a easy way as an owner to be like oh okay i need to take him out now so we've been trying to bell train brody we make sure we hit his paw with the bell every time we're going out and we're like come on go potty brody but I really don't know if it's working, but we have noticed what he started to do So maybe the bell trading is not working when he needs to go out He'll go sit by the door because I think he realizes like okay the door I'm noticing is where we go every time I go to the bathroom outside But I don't know about the bell trading. So if you guys have tips You guys know the best way to comment about these episodes because there's no comments on podcasts would be to comment on my happy hour podcast instagram like the last post about this episode you can comment on there if you're like hey you're doing this wrong with ball training try this that's like the best way to give me feedback um but yeah that's been potty training eating guys this is so interesting because i think with our puppies in the past it's always been very like okay three times a day at this time or it ends up being two times a day when they're older type of thing this much food like very structured and then And we picked up brody our breeder was like, oh, no, just always make sure he has food in his bowl And I was like, well How many times a day does he eat and she's like he'll decide like whenever he's hungry And i'm like, well, how how much food and she's like, well, whenever the bowl's empty Just put some more food in it. If it's full don't put any more food in it He can just graze eat whenever he wants and i'm honestly to be honest I'm, so shocked that he can do that as a puppy because maybe because that's how he's been brought up so far before we got him but I feel like my dogs in the past would get food and scarf it down immediately, so I don't know. This is kind of nice that he grazes already, and um, I don't know, I just feel like it's nice because he'll continue to do that into adulthood, and it's not like, okay, like really, I don't know, stressful, like we have to feed him at 8 a.m., 12 p.m., and like 6 p.m. kind of thing, so he just kind of eats whenever he wants. I feel like it usually ends up being around three times a day when he wanders over there, and now he's definitely eating more we're noticing as he's getting bigger like this morning he scarfed down like two scoops of food or three scoops we were like whoa buddy that was so quick so we're trying to get him to slow down i know people were recommending um one of those like maze feeder bowls for them because it like forces them to slow down so maybe we'll get one of those because i feel like he didn't eat really quick in the beginning but now maybe he is just because he's getting bigger and growing more so that's on brody's eating um Playing, he's definitely getting more playful, more energy as he gets older. Like at first when we got him, I was like, Max, I think he's like half kitten. Like he literally is a cat. He sleeps like all day. But he definitely is getting more energetic. He'll run around with us, he'll bark. Oh my gosh, I love his little bark. Um, again he's teething, so playing is usually him like biting on his toys. So we always try to give him his toys. We do I think you might have just heard Teddy bark, he's outside. I heard him bark. But we give him treats very sparingly. Like seriously maybe one every couple days or like two but like at the most and I thought that we'd have to like I don't know why I thought we'd be giving him treats way more but we do it very mm, infrequently like when he's being really good in his crate kind of thing that's kind of it because we just want to reinforce that behavior or um, we'll give him a treat when we're teaching him how to sit that kind of thing teething I already talked about how Now his little teeth, I feel like at first they weren't that sharp. Now I feel like they're getting sharp like razors. We're like, oh my gosh, those little teeth are sharp. So again, just being really good with the toys. A good tip that we got is putting his little teething bone in the freezer because it's cold and it feels good for them. So that's something we like doing. with a little pro tip. Sleeping, I feel like he's been better than I could have imagined. So that's actually been going really well. Sometimes it can get kind of tiring or frustrating, consoling him to sleep, especially In the beginning, if we'd be taking him out three times a night, every time we'd put him back in the crate, he would get all anxious, like kind of scratch at the walls, whine again. And we're like, Brody, it's okay. Go back to sleep. You were just sleeping so peacefully in there. You love it in there. It's your home. So, yeah, especially taking him out less, consoling him back to sleep less has been nice. But he's been such a good little sleeper. had our first vet appointment this week and he did such a good job you guys he actually had to wait in the car when they brought him in which we were like sad about at first we're like obviously this is just the safest thing right now with pandemic so um we literally just handed him through the window i was like here take him and it was probably like 20-30 minutes later they brought him back out we got to chat with the vet like through the car window Um, which is just funny that that's the way our first vet appointment went with him But obviously during the pandemic that's just how it is in my area I don't know if you guys can go into your vets now, but at our vet it's like curbside service type of thing so It was really Nice to be able to talk with our vet and kind of ease any of our worries about things Um, like concerns we had which were pretty much none um one I will talk about in a moment but one funny thing from the vet you guys is like he's so chilly, such an angel like I say like everyone he meets is just like oh my gosh he's so like calm and sweet and we were like how did because we knew he had to get vac- vaccinations or like shots we're like how did they go was he really nervous like that's one reason Max and I were kind of being just we're like oh we want to be in there with him to console him like pet him, hold his little paws if he's getting his shots, like if he doesn't like them. And they were like, oh my gosh, he like didn't even notice he was getting them. He was like basically asleep. He didn't care. They're like, we want to keep him. He's so great. So I just thought that was funny. But one concern we had was, and everyone told us this, obviously we knew as um, puppy owners. And so guys, like you have no idea how how much research I've done before getting him. So I knew that with being partially vaccinated not being done with all his vaccinations yet that they are at risk of getting like parvovirus of getting other sickness from dogs that have it so basically when they're a really little puppy you can't bring them to sorry if you hear teddy barking i hear him barking I, i keep saying that but you can't bring them to a dog park where there would be a lot of like dog pee and poop around i was reading that it's I think the only way it can be communicated is through, um, I was about to say, like, really, like, scientific terms, feces urine, their poo, their pee, um, throw up, that kind of thing, sorry to, like, be gross, but that's how they can get it from other dogs, so you don't want to go to a dog park, places where there's lots of other dog pee and poop or other dogs around, um, yeah, I guess just, like, high traffic areas of other dogs, or even, this is something I didn't think about, um, and i can like fully i don't know i guess admit to this mistake or maybe it can help you guys but when we came to my lake house and brought brody i was like oh yeah he can swim like no problem whatever but i didn't think about germs or you know sicknesses that you could catch from the water so yeah these are just really i guess important things to think about when um having a puppy and talking to your vet and everything like that. So now I guess he's like halfway through his vaccinations of all these things that they're vaccinated against. I know next time he starts with rabies, Lyme, that whole thing. Um, but this kind of thing gets tough, especially if you're on like a long car ride and they need to go out every hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is. I'm like, well, he needs to go somewhere. And I feel like any rest stop, there's going to be, you know, dogs that have gone there. So like, what do we do? And I talked about it in one of a most recent video. And actually, a one good constructive comment i got was like you really should get like a little portable grass area that you couldn't bring around with them when they were puppies so they can go on there and you know no their dogs have been there so that's really smart something that i wish we already had and we'll probably get but um people were like oh at like a gas station just find a patch of grass that should be fine but that's like exactly what i was worrying about at a rest area so we would always just kind of find try to find a spot that was Um, maybe farther away from like main areas or a spot where like other dogs haven't been but it gets difficult and you just want to do what's best for them and I mean Max and I actually both live on a cul-de-sac and so we felt pretty safe like walking around there but it gets I don't know stressful as a little puppy parent because you don't want to have them catch any sickness and obviously just want to take the best care of them as possible so I feel like we were almost worrying more, but it was like, he's okay, it's fine, um, obviously no dog parks. I wouldn't have him like walk around PetSmart, but another thing is him and our breeder was like, you know, he's so little, literally if you're going anywhere of like high traffic, and like other dogs, like in town, whatever, throw him in a tote bag, because he's little and he fits, and then he's up off the ground, and he's not, oh my gosh, is that teddy coming in my room right now? I feel like I just heard his paw, oh, <laughs> it's. It's max and Brody. Okay. I was just talking about how Basically when we're going in places of high traffic breeder and bet was like You could just throw him in a tote bag like when he's this little obviously can't fit for that long But when he's a little puppy just get him up off the ground safe that kind of thing But then I like post a picture on instagram and some people were upset with me you guys They were like a dog does not belong in that tote bag like let him be free but like I was purely doing it for a safety reason because we were, like, in kind of a crowded area. So, that's why he was in the bag and it made for a really cute Instagram picture. So, no one get mad at me. That was, like, purely for his safety Um, and because it was really cute and he's only going to fit there for, like, a week. But, yeah, that's kind of something that's been stressful having a little puppy and I feel like everyone is so concerned and I'm like, we are doing the best we can. Like, don't worry. We're, I mean, I was going to say keeping away from other dogs, but... Uh, keeping him away from teddy was kind of unavoidable. So I think we're all good there though Like obviously teddy is up to date on all of his shots everything like he's all healthy and good so Yeah, I mean obviously sometimes when you get a puppy you already have a dog So they're going to be around each other It's not like they're not going to be but I think the biggest threat is just Other dogs that maybe aren't up to date on their vaccinations or have an illness that they could pass to your puppy That could be really detrimental to them, obviously so yeah, oh my gosh, I've been talking about Brody for so long, you guys, but whew, I think that's just what I want to talk about having a puppy so far. Life has been amazing, wonderful, spectacular, show-stopping. Love him so much. Didn't know that my heart could love a little fluffball so much. This is funny. I don't know if this is like too far, if you guys are going to be like, all oh, right, enough. But to be honest, again, in full disclosure, I said to Max, maybe on like the way home getting him or something like when he's just so fluffy and sleeping on me and being so sweet I'm like how am I supposed to love a human baby more than this little fur baby because I don't know if I'm gonna (laughs) that's is that really messed up to say I'm sure I'll love my child one day but like a little fluffy puppy like he's so soft and cute and sweet like Are human babies that soft and cute and sweet? I guess I don't know because I don't have one. And probably one day I'll have a child and look back at this and be like, oh, my gosh. Like, obviously, I like my daughter's son more than a little furry puppy. But I'm like, I don't know how I can because he is just it. He's, like, the best over here. So, yeah, enough about Brody. I know you guys are probably like, oh, my gosh, enough. So, transitioning, let's talk about my lake house. I know I talked about it a little bit here, so I won't go on for too long. I know this is probably getting long enough But a little backstory, if you're like, where is it? What's going on? What's the situation? So we are in literally the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. I was going to like not say the town, but I guess I've been tagging on my Instagram. It's called Brackney, Pennsylvania. Probably none of you have ever heard of it before. Um, It is like five minutes from the border of New York State. So it's technically Pennsylvania, but like just barely and it's only like two and a half hours from albany where i grew up so it was like a good distance and the reason um it's here i'm like explaining this so confusingly but basically it's from my mom's side of the family and her grandpa bought this lake house in like the 30s and my mom grew up in binghamton new york so it's that's only like 30 minutes from this lake house so it was so close she would like summer here as a kid with her whole family and she just has like the best Kind of like I do nostalgic memories being here like she loves it so much her siblings love it so much like this lake house is just like a gem in our family and like so Meaningful so Yeah, this house has got to be, like, 200 years old, you guys. Like, it really, like, I don't know other, how, any other way to explain it. Like, I think when we tell people, like, we're going to our lake house, we're, like, okay, think less, like, Hamptons, (laughs) like, you know, I'm kidding, like, really nice, modern lake house, like, it is, like, really old school, like, there's one of those old-fashioned telephones, I mean, it doesn't work anymore, but, like, on the staircase where you hold one part to your ear or your mouth and talk. It, or yeah, you talk into the part on the wall and you hold the part to your ear. Like it is really old school. I'm looking, I'm in the bedroom right now that we call the grandpa room. This is like the master bedroom upstairs. Um I'm looking on the wall. There's a oh, I wish I could see the oh, the year. I think it must be 1920 something. And it's the graduating class of Brown University because my mom's grandpa went to Brown, which is really funny because you guys know Max went to Brown and got his undergrad there. So it's just like so special but I'm looking at this class photo obviously it's black and white it's from like the 1920s and yeah that's just basically like the vibe of this house everything everything is so like quaint and old fashioned and I feel like growing up Lucy and I would be like oh like the lake is like dirtier there's bugs everywhere it's so old or we want like air conditioning or Wi-Fi or TVs or that type of thing but I feel like you just come to appreciate just how quaint it is I keep saying quaint and like what an escape it is and just like really unplugging and like how nice that is for your soul and your mind and it's just like so amazing here so anyway my mom's grandpa bought it like I said so then between his children like my mom's mom my grandma and her three siblings it kind of has gotten split up that way so it started off with just like their family but then obviously their kids have kids their kids have kids so now it's like split up between our family and um basically how it works is my mom and her brother and sister always have a month in the summer like they own like 50% of the house so then between um, Lucy and me and my cousin mandy and her brother randall my cousins mandy and randall The four of us will always have 50 percent kind of thing and then cousins like buy each other out stuff like that happens so yeah, basically This like house is shared Um between our family in that way I don't know if you guys have like family cottages or anything like that that you share but I don't know if that I don't know why I said that if that was like interesting if you were yeah Just interested to know more about it but like I said they're is no Wi-Fi. So that means lots of hotspot. That's honestly so bad. You guys, before hotspots were a thing, like growing up, like we just had no option and there was just no f- Wi-Fi and you physically had to unplug. Also, that's interesting to mention how now we have phone service. So like I can use a hotspot on my phone, but growing up there was literally no cell tower here, no cell service. Like it was just the middle of nowhere and you just had to deal. Uh, but I think in Maybe, like, five, ten years ago. I don't know. In the past however many years. At one point. Maybe in, like, my older childhood. Because I remember being young and, like, having a phone and it not working. But maybe, like, in high school at some point. I don't know. A cell tower went up not too far away. So now we have pretty good cell service here so I can have a hotspot. But, it, you know, what? it was probably better without the hotspot anyway. Um, but it's just nice because it allows me to still, you know, like, post podcasts here. Post a YouTube video. So... Yeah, there's still no TVs. There's no air conditioning. There's no heat there. This is interesting to know. There is like no three, I don't know what it's called, like three prong plugs. Like all of them are really old-fashioned two-prong ones. There's literally one in what we call the girls' room here where my mom stays. She just loves the girls' room. It's so nice in there. It has one of those window seats and there's like one plug in there. So that's how I always have to charge my computer because it's like the three-prong plug or whatever. Um... I guess I should go through all the bedroom names. It's so funny how, because this place is obviously just like so historic in our family and I don't know how these bedrooms all got their names, but they did. I mean, I'm sure I could guess. So there's five bedrooms upstairs and the one I'm in right now, I think I said this like the master bedroom. This is called the grandpa room and then to my left, like looking down the hall, it's just like a long skinny hallway to the left. We have the aunt Lena room or aunt Lena, I guess is the right way. But I guess that's the Albany, the upstate New York can be coming out. The Aunt Lena. (laughs) So we have the grandpa room, the Aunt Lena room. Across the hall is the girls' room, which I was just saying is really nice in there. My mom loves the girls' room. Like, I don't know how they were called this. I'm sure maybe when it was my great-grandpa's family that it got named somehow. There's one bathroom in this place with, like, a bathtub, no shower. There's only an outdoor shower. And then there's the maid's room, which I wonder if they actually had like maids here. I don't know if like in the olden days, there's the maid's room and then the boy's room. And growing up, we always stayed in the boy's room. There's like two twin beds and a bunk bed in there. Um, the girl's room has two twin beds. The maid's room has two twin beds. The Lena room has a full bed and then the grand room, which I'm in right now. I think this is a queen bed. Oh my gosh, you can definitely hear Teddy barking now. I think a car's driving by. Hang on. Oh man, you guys. Sorry about that. Teddy just barks so much. He's just like fully a guard dog But I was saying grandpa and we have a queen bed and then there's also a twin bed in here That's like really squishy. It's like a really squishy mattress um But yeah, that's kind of our lake house and the one thing that I haven't even mentioned yet that you're gonna be like what oh my gosh Everything I said very old school and also there's no Fresh running water in the house. There's running water, but it's lake water it just gets pumped in from the lake and you are going to be like what yesterday max and i went to the well and filled up our water bottles like we literally have gallon jugs of water that we walk down the road to the well and fill up our water bottles is that crazy or what like it's very old school but it's just like fun like it's just so i don't know it feels like we're living in old times like I don't know. It's just so fun. We have a charcoal grill, which um, I know used to just be normal, but now I feel like everyone has gas grills. It's so fun. I swear food tastes better on a char- charcoal grill. Max had never grilled on a charcoal grill before. He was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And normally he's like the grill master. So now he's mastered the charcoal grill and it's so good. And yeah, that's a lot about our lake house. We have a little like rock pathway through the thick forest down to our dock we're actually the only dock i think on our whole lake that has a diving board because um i think we have like the deepest part of the lake and the other parts of the lake are like really shallow towards the shore but ours gets deep enough for diving board so that's a little fun fact something that's fun and yeah, I just have like so many memories here growing up. I feel like when we were really little, Lucy and me, you know, cousin Mandy would always be like, oh my gosh, this place is haunted because it's so old and we would get really scared and convince ourselves that there were ghosts. But now I'm just like so comfortable and at peace here. Like you sleep so well in nature and oh, it's just the best. It's been so nice to unplug. Like I've said a million times, I just appreciate it even more. I feel like with the hustle and bustle of everyday life and growing up in life, being so busy, just coming here to unplug and having my soul feel like fulfilled in nature. And yeah, like we really are out in the country here, people. And even though now we have self-service, you're mainly, you know, swimming all day. Like when it's nice out, we swim so much. We love swimming across the lake. We love hiking. There's like some hiking trails. There's a barn right up the road that we walk to. And when we were little, we would Pick eggs out of the hen's nests and like bring eggs to the farmer. Like literally, we would do that. It was so fun. We probably still could. I miss miss doing that. He would give us a bucket and we would um, take the eggs out of their uh, little nests. We would play in the hay bales. There is like a clay tennis court that we play on, but there's always like a bunch of mosquitoes over there. We have so many family traditions here. Like swimming across the lake, I said is we always have a big like family swim across the lake. And don't worry, someone is usually on, like, a boat paddling across just to make sure everyone's safe and good and if they need, like, a little break. Um, We always do, I don't know, I feel like this is probably a common thing, but we always make, like, a 4th of July cake. I guess if we're here for the 4th of July, which I wasn't this year. But it's, like, the white cake that you have, the white frosting, and you do blueberries as, like, the blue part of the flag, and then uh, strawberries as, like, the red stripes. And... I don't know. That's just like something I learned from my family, like having fireworks up the road. Like we just have so much family here. Um, Like my great aunt lives up the road full time and my mom's cousins. And yeah, I just love it here. We have chicken speedies. I don't know if that's just like a name we made up or if that's like a thing. And you guys have had those too. Like I feel like I don't know like the line of... Um, this is like a real life thing that everyone experiences or like, like, Christian, no one has any idea what you're talking about. It's like a your family thing that reminds me of Lucy and me growing up. We always, (laughs) our parents, like, I guess taught us this way or Lucy and I made it up. We called um oh I was just about to say it backwards you know chapstick you know like that you put on your lips when your lips are chapped we called kiss kiss so growing up it was always kiss kiss like and my parents would call it kiss kiss and when we were old enough to know better we didn't and we'd be like where's kiss kiss do you have the kiss kiss and I remember in school being like like people being like or Lucy and I saying like do you have kiss kiss or where's your kiss kiss and people were like what the heck is kiss kiss so yeah I don't know why I said that I just like Forget if this is things these are things that you guys know and have or this is like our family thing. But anyway, chicken speedies are so yummy. They're like these little marinated pieces of chicken that we put on the grill. And you can put in like an Italian piece of bread or just eat plain. Oh my god, so good. Um there's a cow field right across the street, and I feel like they um rotate the field that the cows are grazing in or whatever, but I don't know if they're in this field right now, but it's always really fun if they're in this field and they can come right up to the fence and you can like see the cows. Um, we play so many cards here. We read a lot. We do a lot of puzzles. A card game that Lucy and I would always play with my dad here on the back porch, it's like really sentimental, and nostalgic. Again, for me, is spades. We would have, it's like a really long going game and we would have any days that are like cloudy, especially rainy or a little cooler, you play cards and puzzles all day. Like yesterday was cool and a little cloudy and... Max, my mom, Lucy, and I puzzled all day long because I actually got this puzzle in the mail right before we came here. It was perfect timing from Blue Moon, and I didn't even know I was like expecting a package from them, so it was such a fun surprise, and they sent us this Blue Moon puzzle, but the issue with this puzzle, this was like expert level here it was all like a light blue background within like a blue moon can so the blue moon can was really easy some of the clouds but it was all like a light blue background so it was so hard this puzzle literally took us all day you guys to try to get all these little blue pieces together because you couldn't do by color you just had to look for like the shapes and yeah that just reminds me how like little kind of like board games like stuff like that is just so much more fun here and I feel like in normal life back home, it's like, oh, well, why would we do that when we could just, like, watch TV or do this or that? But here it's, like, you were, like, forced to do it. So, I don't know. It just It's so much fun and it's just, like, yeah, tradition. There used to be a tennis tournament at one point. I wonder if that still happens. Um, we have other board games like Clue. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of or played this board game called Masterpiece. But it's so fun and we literally need to play it, like, tonight because we haven't yet. And I miss that game. Um, it's, like, with different paintings and I mean now not with the pandemic but coming here with extended family has always been a really fun thing and like really good memories because it's obviously a place that my extended family shares like I said my mom's side of the family so I feel like I'm talking so fast by the way but it's just a place that we can all come together and have good times and good memories so yeah I just wanted to like talk more about my lake house why it means so much and I feel like I'm probably missing things but that's pretty much it and it's just like so fun that it's been in my mom's family for so long, and something that I suppose Lucy and Mandy and Randall and I will inherit. I mean, I'm sure that we will. And yeah, I mean, I just I can be fully honest with you guys and full disclosure. Like I keep saying in this episode, when we were younger, I just feel like we didn't appreciate it as much. And you know, when you're little, we're like, oh, we want to like watch TV and be with our friends. And like, why are we at this old lake house? And when we're when we grow up, we're gonna tear it down and like, build a new one and put in some TVs. But now I'm old enough to, like, recognize how important it is and love it. So, I don't know. I just thought that would be fun to talk about my lake house. And I guess it is, like, a big part of me that maybe you guys hadn't known about. And it's something that's so special. And if you guys have a lake house or a little cottage that's um, near and dear to your heart, I don't know. Maybe you can relate. So, yeah that's just really what I wanted to talk about this week because that's what's going on right now life so far with Brody being at my lake house and just having a really nice little summer with my fam so yeah that's just what I want to talk about sorry this is like a more personal episode you guys know I always kind of worry about not having an episode that's like providing a bunch of value and teaching you things but I was thinking about it today how this podcast is something that's such an outlet for me and so fun for me and something that I can just talk about like my life and what's going on right now so that's really what I did this week but yeah that's what's going on right now thank you guys so much for listening I love you so so much and I will catch you in my next episode bye